other people see you being like very thin, very skinny, very frail, but you don't see yourself like that. And I think that a lot of people think that an eating disorder is just starving yourself and just being skinny or being obese. I'm gonna be talking to the being skinny because that's like what I can relate to. The Sprout Mission Podcast is a collection dedicated to mastering physical and emotional intelligence for humans to thrive in our modern world. In this podcast together, we discover the connections between the power of our thoughts, emotions and health habits to live our best life and enjoy the process. Your host Luke, also known as Mrs. Sprout, spotlights experts and entrepreneurs in the fields of physical and emotional intelligence, sustainable conscious businesses, nutrition, wellness living, fitness and mindfulness that empower actionable steps in our journey. Join Luke and his guests in today's episode. And welcome again to another episode from the Sprout Mission podcast. Uh, Today we have someone which inspires me a lot because she's so young and she does so much and um, uh, she's also someone that um, uh, passed through quite a lot of experiences at her age and thrived through that and uh, when I found out on social media she had put up a post I had no idea and we have with us Martina from Food Therapy. Hey Martina. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Not bad, thank you. We are in the presence of my son also today. There's Rafael (laughs) in his um, car seat looking at me at the moment and saying, to whom are you speaking, daddy? To the screen, my my son. Anyways, so Martina, thank you for hopping on. Thank you so much for doing this. I know how shy you are and uh, maybe this is a bit out of your comfort zone, I don't know. Um, uh, tell us a bit about yourselves, your fans, people that buy from you, I probably want to know more about you. Like <laughs> myself, that is the reason that I wanted to invite you on this podcast. So, Martina, tell us. Hi. <laughs> Mela, um, I'm 22. I turn, I'm a New Year's Eve baby, so I was born on New Year's Eve. Um, I was born early, I wasn't actually due on that day. (laughs) Um, I graduated from university with an honours in psychology. Yes? Yes. Um, That was two years ago. And the... um, go-getter that I am jumped into a master's before I even finished my year at psychology in at uni and yes but um I so I started a master's in gestalt um psychotherapy okay what is that exactly um basically it's it's a part-time master's it's not actually part-time I think they use the word part-time to um reel you in no I'm joking um, it's a beautiful, beautiful course. I miss it very, very much because I decided to take a gap year to travel. Okay. Um, and basically, it's a school of, not a school of psychotherapy, but a type of um, psychology that um, it's it's so hard to explain. Honestly, those who have studied or are studying Gestalt can understand the struggle at the moment. Um, because it is very hard to explain basically we use a lot of like techniques during therapy and um, we focus a lot like like objects and photos and images Um, we do use objects yes 
Okay. Um, we use like the body, like body sensations, a lot of body therapy. Okay. Um, dealing with like the here and now, but okay. we still focus on like old traumas and it's, I mean, I, I could, I need a week like to explain it to you because there's just so much. Okay. It's it's beautiful. Like if you ever have the chance, just look it up and understand it a bit because it's it's helped me grow in a lot of ways. Okay, I just um, Wikipedia it and it says it is an existential experimental form of psychotherapy that emphasizes personal responsibility and that focuses upon the individual's experience in the present moment. Wow the therapist-client relationship, the environment and social contents of a person's life and self-regulating adjustments people make as a result of their overall situation. Very interesting. It is, it is. Wow, amazing. All yes. right, cool. <laughs> so, all right, so you're taking a gap here, okay? And um, um, any more details about you? I know you have a really cute dog. What's his name? Yes. His name is Sammy, and I am obsessed with him. I I love him so much. He's your um, uh, commie chef. He's your partner in crime in the kitchen. Yes, my my wake up call, everything. Amazing. Because he jumps into my room like every morning and starts licking me and putting his head on my shoulder, like get out of bed now. <laughs> amazing, amazing. What else? What are your hobbies? My hobby is cooking. It's also my my job, (laughs) but I'm 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 very grateful to say that my job is my hobby. Yeah, I'm I am a bit of a workaholic. I must admit, Uh but I love it. It, because I love it, you know. Um, I dance. Also, yes, is that something that you started lately, or you've been? No, done? it's something I've been doing since I was three years old. Ah, yes, what style? Yeah, I dance contemporary and ballet. Ah, nice, quite yes. nice mix. Yes, yes, I I love it. I mean, it's like have part you done of shows me. and stuff. Pardon? Have you done shows? Yes, we just had a show this May. Okay, cool. Yes, very exciting. This May, I mean, this April. What am I? Not even April. March. Sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and I didn't even trigger that. March, you want to say last month? <laughs> yes, because usually our shows are, are are in April, but this time it was in March. Amazing. And uh, cool. So that's that's you gave us a lot. I didn't know all this about you. Yes. Um, uh, very nice. Thanks for sharing. And uh, Rafa's favorite soft toy is this funky-looking Indian elephant. Oh, sweet. How appropriate. My logo is an elephant. Exactly. And that brings us to uh, <laughs> food therapy. And I want to I let me send a photo to you on Facebook. Yes, please. Look at him. And, and it's funny because... Um, uh, He's like, so at the moment, he's not bothered, but um, uh, I sent it to, you know. But he looks a bit like your elephant. So the food therapy, tell us a bit about the food therapy. Okay. So and why an elephant? <laughs> I've, I've always been like so fascinated by elephants. How sweet. <laughs> You're seeing the photo. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I've I've always been fascinated by elephants. Um, I've always loved them. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was like creating my logo, okay. I wanted it to be something personal, something which like if people look at it, they don't just see food therapy; they see Martina as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Some people had told me, like, why are you doing an elephant? People are going to think it's it has nothing to do with healthy eating. But I was sure that they said, because, you know, like, elephants are big. Um, and Humphrey. you should do, like, a leaf or, like, cutlery or, like, an avocado. I was like, no, because there are so many businesses that use that strategy, you know. 
Uh-huh. I, I was I just had faith in my elephant, <laughs> and I'm very happy that I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. An elephant um, is a big, massive being. That's, I mean, uh, our, our creature, and uh, he's so humble. They are so humble. Yes, they're. You know, I mean, what they like stand for and their their meaning as well is just. Very family orientated. Yes. Amazing. Uh-huh. And uh, the name, food therapy. So it's so funny because I, when I started food therapy, I didn't, when I came up with the name food therapy, mm-hmm. I didn't have like a business in mind. I remember. I mean, if you know me personally, you know that Sundays and the weekends are basically everyone at my house in the garden, like mm-hmm. sitting around the table after like six courses of food and the barbecue and nibbles and whatnot. And every weekend I would make like three new dishes, three new sweets or three new this. Right. And... Um, and I wanted to make like a food blog where I would post recipes and just like post photos of the food I was cooking Mm -hmm. and I was thinking of a name and I would like after sort of what I I passed through I, I started to associate the food as like healing food because essentially it was like my therapy, you know, mm-hmm. like being in the kitchen was making me a better person. It made, it taught me patience, mm-hmm. taught me failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it taught me like how to be creative. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm sad, I cook. If I'm happy, I cook. If I'm angry, I cook. I don't know, it's just always like what I turned to. So for me, being in the kitchen is food, was and is like food therapy. And so it was my therapy, but I do essentially believe that food has the like ability to heal and prevent illness. Yeah. So that's like what I wanted to sort of convey through. Amazing. Food therapy. (laughs) No, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. And the way how you um, uh, shared with us um, the meaning behind it, I love it even more. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, and you were mentioning like um, uh, self-therapy, self-healing through food. Um, uh, a while ago, you shared that post on Instagram that mm-hmm. I didn't know about. Um, and it was your struggle with um, uh, the eating disorder. Would you like to um, share with us a bit more? And um, what was that about and how you like came out of it? So maybe there's someone that can relate to this because out there, the stats are crazy. Yes, they are. A lot of um, gluttony out there and uh, and a lot of eating disorders, not just people that don't eat anything, but that are like um, anorexic, but also people that overeat. Of course. Um, uh, So tell us, share with us, dear. So... Um, it's funny because I mean you don't like when you're going through it you don't you don't notice that you are okay so um, when I was struggling the most like I didn't notice how like sick I was making myself because apart from the like internal damage that is done to malnutrition, mm-hmm. it's the the physical. I I wasn't someone that was over exercising. I, I was over exercising, mm-hmm. but it wasn't 
So you can, there are different forms of um, an eating disorder when you're like malnourished. And um, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to like word it best. And um, you, other people see you being like very thin, very skinny, very frail, but you don't see yourself like that. Okay. And I think that a lot of people think that an eating disorder is just starving yourself and just being skinny or being obese. I'm going to be talking to the being skinny because that's like what I can relate to. Okay. Um, but a lot of people just associate it with that. I didn't know how skinny I, I was, even though people tell you constantly to eat and that you're looking terrible. You don't like, you don't see it like that and you don't feel like that either. And I think that's the most frustrating thing that you have a million people, you know, telling you, telling you, telling you Mm -hmm. um, what not to do. And, and you don't see it like that. So it becomes very frustrating. You start to detach yourself from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that led to you being more isolated and you getting paranoid. What did it lead to this? Um, no, it just, it, it led to, to a lot of frustration and a lot of anger. Because in the beginning, when you start losing weight, people are telling you, oh my God, you're looking amazing. What are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, wow. You, you sort of, you start to like the attention, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you're getting and you do feel better. I mean, okay. um, I, I always <laughs> like went through a lot of fad dieting. Yeah. I would try this and try that and try this. Mm-hmm. But I was always very like conscious and very insecure um, mm-hmm. about about myself as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and this you were really young because you're 22 now, and it happened six years ago, right? How how when did it? Is that so? Um, I mean, to be honest, like I I don't I I don't know when it happened. I don't have like a timeline knowing that like okay when I was like you know, 17. You just like emerged to it, like sort of. But when I look back at, I was looking back at photos um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, now you get like the memories. And I was like, oh my God, how was that so long ago? So I was in, I was in sixth form. All right, okay. And it probably even started a bit before then Mm -hmm. because sixth form was like my worst. I was at my worst state. Um, but it happens all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So then when did you become aware about this disorder and you started working towards healing? I was, I, I, I was aware of like how sick I made myself in, I think it was first year university. Or no, I think it was it was the end of of sixth form. Mm-hmm. But recovery is so much harder than than the actual because you're in your own world. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 just do your thing, and then it it starts to catch up with you. You know, mm-hmm. I remember once I looked up in the mirror. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just started crying because I saw what other people were seeing. Yeah. But then there's the mental barrier because it's like you want to get better and you know you should be, but you actually do become like it's an actual fear towards food. Uh-huh. You know, and you're there are different steps like to recovery. Um, I was reading like a lot of places um, abroad. I mean, you're immediately like admitted to, there are a lot of like recovery, um, 
what do they call it madaf rehabs like sort of for for eating disorders and we have one in Malta okay yes but I refuse to go <laughs> it's like okay. no way am I going why um, I don't agree with the concept of it okay I think it should be um, self-healing and it's very rigid so it's like you wake up you eat with a bell you it's yeah. you have you like you have you like everything is done by by weights and mm-hmm. because it's so like the recovery is so immediate like you need to go from eating like nothing i mean to eating an extreme amount of food so you with your experience you suggest that that is that shouldn't be the way for recovery no i don't think so i um i straight away seeked professional help i went to a therapist mm-hmm. um i was very excited like i had a very good relationship with my therapist i loved going to her okay. um and talking um about how i was feeling so it wasn't something that i was pushed into doing mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of stigma around therapy in malta it's and it's funny because you know everybody watches movies and you watch movies and in every movie there's a shrink and someone in therapy and then you come to malta and you tell someone you're, you're going to therapy oh madonna shande jarale like you know if you're feeling down and you're not feeling okay uh-huh. why should you feel ashamed to go to someone and seek help because when we have a cold yeah. and when we have an ache in our knee or an ache or a headache mallowel will go to the doctor we get a prescription we tell him what happened we tell him what we ate we tell him what we did the night before mm-hmm. you know yeah. and mallowel it's it's like justified auntie they tell you more more ta go to the doctor see what he tells you yeah. but then for mental health yeah and it had to be here malta for their the the, the raise of awareness that um uh, strategies threat 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 oh my god threat <laughs> started happening you know we had uh-huh. a few like um, mishap it's like everything is very suppressed i mean yeah, i think now especially a lot of like university students have been raising a lot of awareness for mental health yeah, yeah. um i know that like the psychology yeah. department at uni Yeah. um work very hard towards this yeah. but i yeah. think with the older generation like yeah. even for example how the people i think really there's a lot of awareness as well towards eating disorders in general because with depression and psychosis yeah. there is quite a lot of awareness now mm-hmm. um but i think when it comes to eating disorders it, it's it's still a bit behind because mm-hmm. it's just how people talk like aradik marsh looks anorexic mm-hmm. you hear people saying that mm-hmm. you know once i had someone tell me ole dog eating disorders they're not real they're just people seeking attention mm-hmm. and when i heard that it made me like want to talk about what i passed through even more because no it's not like it's not just about the weight loss or yeah seeking it you know it's it's an actual mental illness it men- mentally it's it's very challenging mm-hmm. so <laughs> no but you managed to come out and uh, are you still um, visiting your therapist No. Um I stopped going to her when I started my Gestalt um masters. Part of it is what is that we have to go to therapy. So then I started um going to a new therapist because I wanted to sort of create a new um a new phase in my life. 
yeah. You know? Yes, yes. Um, but I mean, I'm totally okay with going to therapy. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's great that you get to go and you get to talk to because yes, you Definitely. you can talk to friends and you can talk to family, yeah. but they are going to give you their opinion. No, no, for sure. Especially in Malta, like everyone has their own opinion. You yeah. know, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to help you find like a solution. Luckily, my mother is a psychotherapist, so. Yeah. <laughs> She's just always like, you need to. I'm like, Ma, shut up. Just yeah. tell me what to do. Yeah. She's like, no, you need to find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, I have a spiritual um, uh, director more than a therapist, but mm-hmm. it's sort of the same thing, you know. It's just that we, we um, the, the, the session will be based on what, how God and how, you know what I mean? The, yes, yes. It's all about evolves around spirituality, and okay. I've, I've when I started. Now I think I've been seven years going, almost um, every two months. And uh, he saw me grow, grow. You know, he knew things yes. my parents didn't know. He was there, like, and when my dad died, he was there, like, you know, and. He always, um, you need to seek people which they can see the outside of things and they have a lot of wisdom and experience. And for me, he was um, a lifesaver to me. So yes, everyone should seek someone like um, a, a guru or someone with, you know. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be a therapist. It's just someone who sees like the outside picture. It makes such a big difference, you know, because your family sees this and your friends see like another part and you see what you're seeing when you you know see someone who sort of helps it helps a lot amazing so um uh, let's go back to food (laughs) um today is sunday and i will enjoy some nice um lemon cake that my wife prepared Uh, in this weather all i want to do is bake So tell us, what is your favorite sweet and savory dish, Martina? At the moment, I'm obsessed with oats. I'm having them every single day. I love them. All right. And those, you can have them both sweet and savory, I guess. I have them sweet. Okay, cool. Uh I have like half with vanilla and half with carob, and then I mix them. Amazing. I'm obsessed. Okay. (laughs) And your savory dish? Uh, this is a tough one. It's really weird. And those who have tasted spirulina before are probably saying, like, what is she on about? <laughs> <laughs> but, and this is something I've been having for, like, four years now. I love it. What is it? It's it's basically, like, a spirulina salad. So I put, like, a tablespoon of spirulina with avocado and chili Okay. And I put it like with zucchini noodles. I don't know. I feel, I feel really energized after. Um, and I, I love spicy food. Okay, cool. I also love curries and. Okay. I like raw food a lot, but. All right. Nice. Especially now that it's like starting to get a bit warmer, mm-hmm. my body craves like a lot of like raw food rather than cooked. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And we need to be able to be very in tune with our body. Um, and yes, and that's something like I've learned sort of, and st- still learning, you know, because you're always still learning. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Do you have your own uh, like um, uh, spice mix? Did you have like your own... Uh, yeah. No, I, I just I just put a lot of cayenne pepper. <laughs> and having said that, you're also gluten free, right? Mm-hmm. Vegan. Yes. And, and uh-huh. mostly raw. I'm like ninety percent raw, I think. Wow, that's amazing. If not ninety-five, I spent all summer last year raw. Because um, I went to a, a fruit festival in the UK, which was life-changing yeah yeah i remember seeing some photos um so yeah 
Amazing. And and all your dishes are no sugar, eh? They are Yes, I use no refined sugar and all all the products I sell are raw, so I don't have any like cooked sweets or mm-hmm. or stuff. I'm looking forward for my figola. Yes, I can't wait to give it to you. <laughs> Amazing. And I was very happy that you were fully booked. I mean, now you stop taking orders because <laughs> you've got a lot of bookings. I'm, uh... Yes, I mean, I was not expecting like such a good response. Amazing. So whoever's hearing this, thank you so much. <laughs> no, no, it was a really, really, really nice to see the demand for it. Um, yeah. Very, very motivating. Amazing. You deserve it. Um, uh, so your cooking inspirations, like, so from your family, because you were telling me every Sundays you have big meals. Is there someone in your family that loves cooking or? Ah, I mean, my mom and my nana and my aunt um, okay. love cooking. My mom used to bake a lot, um, a lot, a lot, like, mm-hmm. which was nice because, like, I always wanted to help her. And also my nana, I mean, even now, every time you come, she's always making a pie or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, our Maltese nannas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the high, I, I just, I, I always loved it. I mean, as a child, mm-hmm. like my dad used to make pancakes every Sunday oh. when I was young. So then I was like trying to make pancakes every Sunday. Um, I always loved it, even I'd tell my cousins to come over and we'd cook or oh, I'd go to them and we'd bake cupcakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. I, uh-huh, I was always found, found it like so f- fulfilling and satisfying mm-hmm. and then giving people like your food and yeah. it's like I think it's like a, my way of like showing someone I love them sort of yes <laughs> it's yes because it's it's like they say thank you and they like the taste and you get excited because <clears throat> something you know I know um, I'm a very sentimental person so even like presents and stuff food. you know I put a lot of thought into like I want I want I think there's meaning behind everything in life. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> um saying that you reminded me of when I started liking my wife. <laughs> uh, I remember I was experimenting with some breads. I done a quinoa bread. <laughs> and uh, we had like a community meeting because I met her at um, where I where I go um for my spiritual lessons and stuff. And uh, I gave her a slice of this quinoa bread. And, oh, sweet. and I was like, really, heck, you know what I mean? And then to act cool, like in front of her, I gave at least a slice to my friend also, you know, to <laughs> a guy friend, you know? And then, and then like, like then they are oh, not lately, but after a long time, I think even we got married, I found out that she didn't like it and it was horrible for her. Because <laughs> she wasn't used to this type of cooking. I mean, um, uh-huh. yes, my, yes. My, the first dish that I experienced when I was invited at her home was a fencata, a massive fencata they had done. Okay. And, uh, I wasn't yet plant-based over there and uh, I was working at Gracio Hopper. But mm-hmm. um, uh, how funny! I remember you at Grassi. Yes. Yes. Ella, Laura. My mom and 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 I we used to come to the van. Ella, Laura, it's cool. Yes, that van was uh, good <laughs> memories. I loved my wee grass. I miss it so much. <laughs> wee grass shots and stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my I sort of I introduced her to this sort of type of cuisine. And for her to try a quinoa bread, she'd be like, what? You know, hops up mm-hmm. and hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, um, uh, so, yeah, when, when you became uh, plant-based vegan, how did your family take it? Like, uh, not, not, not well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Offended. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember, like, 
my parents took it better than like my grandparents like I remember once I was at my nana and she was like I made vegetable pie and I said nana I can't see the pieces of of meat she's like beetroot was it beetroot? Yeah, no, my sister laughing in the background. <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'm like, oh, I don't take flour, you know? Um, so how did it happen, plant-based? I have no idea. Okay. I honestly don't know. I, I had done a food intolerance test. Okay. Um, and it came up that I was intolerant to gluten and dairy, which made a lot of sense because I used to get... Um, like rashes and um, a lot of these pimples on my arms. Okay. Um, so I never had like acne or skin problems growing up, but I always had like this acne on my arms. Okay. Um, and then I started getting terrible eczema. But when I tell you terrible, excruciating pain eczema, wow. I had it all over my hands and the soles of my feet. I would bleed every day. It was always like scabby and peeling. I used to like wear gloves to go out when, like, when I used to go out or hide it with my sleeves because it looked horrible. No, no. Uh-huh. And I was obsessed. I always had a huge sweet tooth. So I would literally eat like two packets of Fox biscuits in a day. <laughs> <laughs> on on repeat like I just loved my biscuits and uh-huh. my chocolate uh-huh. um, and my beautician was like it's probably the butter you know or or, or the gluten uh-huh. and I always ignored her okay and um, and then it, it sort of it went away when I started cutting down um on my on my butter and and my my biscuits and stuff and then i did this food intolerance test and it came up that i was allergic to them to both dairy and gluten um so i cut them out completely and i just felt so much better once i cut them out so my problem with like this is with the gluten especially that I was supposed to like reintroduce it you know slowly slowly into my body so I say I'm like a self-inflicted celiac because I should have um, started to reintroduce it slowly so my body adjusts Mm -hmm. but I'm very hard-headed so I was just like no I'm feeling great I'm just not going to touch it and now like two three years later Mm-hmm. I'm very curious um, to to take like a, a piece of sourdough or mm-hmm. or some like organic um, like wheat bread to see how my body reacts mm-hmm. to it or not. Like when I was in Bali, I'm sure there was like I mean I was staying in an ashram, mm-hmm. trying to tell them like I don't take. like I'm allergic to flour like at that point I was scared I was more scared that if I'm unwell Uh I'm not like in the comfort of my own home or something Uh but I'm I'm sure there would have been like either an instance maybe where I took something I don't know traveling is harder than being you know because at home it's very easy yes and mentioning traveling, um, uh, you've traveled a lot for food inspiration, eh? And for my sanity, because it's the only time I, I, I take a break. <laughs> and also for that. And so what is the best food you've tried outside of Malta? Um, that's a tough one. In Bali. Yes? In Bali and in, Bali and, and in London. All right. I thought you were going to say London because I mean it's 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 you know it's up and running in London it's so trendy and it's so like everyone just wants like a pretty cafe with like pretty avocados and seeds and edible flowers yeah it's what businesses are thriving on I think in London yes. no definitely for sure you know for sure veganism over there is on the rise man and how 
Amazing. Um, so, all right, cool. So it's um, uh, Bali and uh, London. And, and actually got... Barcelona. Okay. So That's what kind of dishes were they, but is there a particular dish or just the whole experience per se? Bali was like the whole experience. Okay. Um, I ate a lot of raw food there. Mm-hmm. There's this place, it's called Seeds of Life. I went every single day. Not joking. Barcelona, I'm like ready to pack my bags and move. I love Barcelona. <laughs> it's I really love it. Um, I had like the most amazing food there. It's it's very trendy, but it's not like as busy as London. Uh, uh, uh. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I there, I had the Vietnamese. Ban me rolls, the right. they're like these steamed buns. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I've heard a lot about, but I never found them gluten free. And there I found them gluten free, and they were amazing. That's the... Amazing. Uh-huh. A lot of variety. Yes, there's so much variety. We're getting there in Malta, but there's still yes, a long yes. way to slowly, go. slowly. Still a long way to go. Um, uh, and uh, I want to from here give a big shout out to our friends of Balance Bowl because they are doing a great job it's yes. uh, doing going full on vegan um, yeah. and also like there's other places like NAR and uh, they're, they're, they're growing the, the, the selection is growing you know yes uh, yes the selection is growing yes yes so, uh, now you're heading to India. Yes, 26 days. <laughs> when you told me, probably this would be up, you would be already there. I guess, probably. Because um, uh, it's for next... The, the I'll listen to it on the plane. Oh. <laughs> it will be in May that I'll upload it. Uh, exactly, I'll be there. Cool. And so, why India? And what's the plan? What's happening? So I've been saying I'm going to go traveling, I'm going to go traveling, I'm going to go traveling for a year now. Uh, And I was going to start in Thailand, but I don't know why I was going to start in Thailand. Just like, okay, a lot of travelers go to Thailand, let's start there. And then I found out that there was going to be like a fruit festival in Thailand. I was like, okay, great, perfect, let's go. But something like wasn't clicking, like I wasn't getting like excited. So I said, okay, let me start telling people that I'm going to go to Thailand. So maybe it like clicks and I get excited. (laughs) But it just wasn't happening. I was like, ah, I plan on going to Thailand. And I'm like there waiting for this like burst of inner excitement and butterflies and nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw Thailand. I'm not going to do something that doesn't excite me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when you do stuff in life. They need to excite you. If they, this isn't with traveling, this is with everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, no. And um, I was on my yoga mat one morning and it was a very slow morning. Like I, I woke up feeling like very, like I just wanted to take things really slow. Mm-hmm. And I would usually follow someone like on YouTube or, and I just really didn't feel like hearing somebody else's voice. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm just going to like practice on my own, which I do do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy it. And I was trying to do like a, a long sequence. Like I wanted to spend like over an hour and I sort of, I didn't really know like what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just clicked. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And and at first I was like, no, like I heard a lot of bad things about India. And unfortunately, at the moment, I'm someone who gets influenced very easily by other people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, e, this one said that about India. This one told me not to go. But then I started doing my research. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, India is so breathtaking, beautiful. Uh And um, I found this like yoga teacher training in 
um, the Himalayan mountains. Okay. And and I don't know, everything just felt like really right and like everything just sort of fell into place. Okay. So I just booked a flight to India, paid my deposit for my teacher training. Okay. <laughs> you going to be first going to Nepal and then India or how? Or no, I, I fly straight to India. I, I'm starting with my teacher training. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Amazing. And yeah. uh, how long is the course? So the course is 28 days in all. Okay. Uh, still love was an experience. Yes, I'm very, very excited. And you're doing a year, you said, right? No, no. No, sorry, I confused. How, how long? No, it's okay. I don't know. I do don't know. I knew like, like there's either long or you don't know. I, I, I booked like a one-way ticket. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, that was it. <laughs> But I, I mean, like I, it's really it's nice. just because when I was um, when I was in Bali, my biggest regret was booking my return because I really didn't want to come back. Um, like I cried so much on the plane. I was so tempted to change my flight and just stay there longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to have that feeling again. At some point, I will be back. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I have a lot here and, um, but I just want to keep my options open and sort of, you know, I mean, I said after the teacher training, I might just want to be home. I might not want to like go traveling and maybe like I will. So I want to give myself that freedom. Uh-huh. That's uh... So I'm it. Proceed. You Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. No, I learned, I really enjoyed it. It's really, um, uh, and thank you a lot for sharing. Um, let's start wrapping it up. So, what's your biggest failure in the kitchen? Something that, like, you'd be like, oh no, massive fail. Oh my God, I have so many. I mean, ever since I've, I've, been like eating so much raw food mm-hmm. baking is a struggle okay. like I always burn stuff okay. cooking is fine like like if I you know cook, cook up some vegetables or a curry or something yeah. I mean that's that's fine but I'd be like okay I'll check the oven in 10 minutes and then it's like 40 minutes later I'm like fuck <laughs> no. Um, I've struggled a lot with gluten-free bread. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm trying to think of something raw that I struggled with. When I a lot of the times I I would have like the intention to make something, but either I'd make it too sweet or like, I don't know, there's something off which I'm not like too happy about. Mm. But I never waste my food. So I always like create something else out of it. Okay. Like last year for a market, I wanted to make um, like crunchy. So I've been trying to experiment with honeycomb, not made from honey, but okay. from coconut sugar. Okay. And I never managed. I all it always just resulted into caramel okay. forming. But I ended up making like I mean I just made a, a plain like chocolate mix and made these amazing like sort of donuts which I filled with this caramel. So yeah. even when I have a failure, like I just try to create it into something else. Bravo, process. You know, one not to waste food and yeah. just because sort of I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, once yeah. it's not what I expected, I might as well experiment more and see what I can create from and it. Because it's raw, you're still safe. Exactly. And this is not just with cooking, but with everything in life. <laughs> 
Amen, amen. Good, good advice over there. <laughs> so, fun question. What ingredients would you bring on a desert island with you? And you can only pick three. Cacao nibs. Um, I, I love cacao nibs. I mean, I eat them like crazy. I love them. Because okay. they're sweet. I mean, I put cacao nibs in my salad. You have to try cacao nibs yes, with... Yes, of course, I've tried. They're a bit... Um, uh, try them with sweet potato and almond butter and cinnamon. Oh, my God. Cool. <laughs> I love them. Um, so, cacao nibs. Uh-huh. Medjula dates. All right. And lettuce. And lettuce. Uh-huh. I really like lettuce. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You like the crunchy freshness of that? Or? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's hydrating. Like, it's, yeah. it's crisp. Good. So, all right. Nice. Um, I thought that you'll say, like, some seeds to plant. <laughs> I got you over there, eh? <laughs> Hello. Martina. Hi, sorry, I don't know what happened. I, I said, you heard me. No, I didn't. I asked you what you would bring on an island with you. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I told you, um, uh, I thought that you were going to mention seeds. I'll definitely take some seeds with me. <laughs> Vera, no, I'm not a big fan of... of, of no, to plant and grow, like, for example... I didn't think of that. <laughs> but yes, that's a really good one. Anyways, so what's your favorite recipe from your blog? I just uploaded last week, no, this week, um, the, like, raw cookies, which I really like. All right. I've been having one every day. Interesting. So for <laughs> now, that's your favorite recipe in all your blog. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm the sort of person that um, I like something and I will eat it for the next month or so until I don't like it. All right. <laughs> so I just eat like basically the same thing for a month. Like next month, I'm probably going to hate oats <laughs> because I'll just be like so fed up of it. <laughs> But you've experienced them in a lot of different ways, Zumba. Yes, yes, for sure. That's what I love about them. You can change them up and... Amazing. What's the best advice you've been given? Uh, um, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think it's just like... To follow your heart. I mean, mm. sometimes sort of you see these things as like cheesy or cringy, like follow your heart. But it's true. Like, you know what's best for you. Yeah. You know, if I seek advice from other people, they're going to tell me based on their past, based on where they are at the moment, mm-hmm. which is going to be different to where I am and what I have experienced. Mm-hmm. So many people told me, you're mad going to India. You're mad. Like, Ushahiyar, you start sort of building a career mm-hmm. or finding a boyfriend, you know, and settling down. Like, why are you spending all that money on traveling? Spend that money on a flat in Malta, invest. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they might be right, you know, but... And then other people told me, yes, I did it. I did that. I went traveling. Go do it. So like what's right for other people isn't what's always right for you. Mm -hmm. So just follow your heart. Like if you're not 100% happy where you are at the moment. Once someone asked me this question, they're like, are you thriving or surviving? I'm like, what do you mean? Uh He told me, you know, are you like just sort of passing through like, on an, you're an okay, sometimes sad, sometimes happy level, 
mm-hmm. or are you thriving where you jump out of bed and you're excited for every single day? Yeah. You know, and you're like all like you're not always happy, but you're like happy with where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's like I want to thrive, you know, I don't want to survive. Yes, yes, Because we only get one life, so that's true. That's true. That that's cool, actually. And <laughs> your favorite book and movie? My favorite book is The Power of Now and The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Oh, I love those books. <laughs> Life-changing. Life-changing. And my favorite movie, Eat, Pray, Love. Well, I knew you were going to say that. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Either I saw it somewhere on a post of yours and it's in my subconscious, but I knew we were going to say that. And it's it's so funny because I feel like I'm doing Eat, Pray, Love in reverse because India and I do want to go to Bali at some point again this year. And I, I want to go, I want to spend a month in Italy to learn Italian. Like I promised myself I will learn how to speak another language because yeah. I'm already shit in Maldives. So I might as well try something else. <laughs> no, I mean, cool. you know, Maltese is, is very... Uh, I'm proud to be Maltese. Just, I, I do really want to learn another language. So I said, I'll go to Italy for a month at some point and learn Italian. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe Spain, no, Barcelona, and learn Spanish. And it's, it's there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere is on my list at the moment. I can imagine. I can imagine. No, you remind me of myself. At that same age, I left. <laughs> yes, it's true. I was a very rebel, and I had moved to London, the first country that I, I when I left home, and I worked in London, and then like at their same age, like at the age of twenty, and then after London, I went to Libya. After Libya, I went to Argentina, and that's they have been like me being a dropout because I stopped school at the age of sixteen. Traveling was my school. You know, it was the university that I never attended and I learned so much from those experiences. So I'm so, for like, yes, like, you know, I'm with you. And I, again, you remind me of myself when I was at your age. Because the experiences and the stories and the everything, you know what I mean? For sure, I mean, even all the people that you meet and... Definitely. And I always do it on my own. And uh, you get to know yourself more. Yes. And And how. Yes, yes. No, no, no. I I love it. I mean, I'm I'm very, very excited. I feel like 2019 Mm -hmm. is going to be a very good year. Mm -hmm. No. And uh, we are, as your um, followers, we're looking forward. I hope you'll be... Um, uh, hopping online after your uh, school. Yes, your yes, of course. And you update us on what's been happening because we'll be following you. I'm, I'm feeling a bit, especially now, like sort of leaving food terribly behind. I mean, I'll be taking it with me, Definitely. but you know, leaving sort of the cooking that's what I was thinking about this week I said oh my god I'm not going to be cooking for a month I'm going to miss it so much <laughs> but you don't know what to expect maybe they need uh, help in the kitchen uh-huh. <laughs> amazing all right and Rafael is waking up now as soon as done you are such a big time time to change your poo-poos you poo-pooed <laughs> my life now I was before a travel junkie now I am a nappy expert <laughs> it's yeah. sweet but it is amazing I hope to be a nappy expert too one day <laughs> it will come it will come for sure so thank you so much Martina um, for doing this and uh, wishing you all best of um, blessings loads of blessings and um, prosperity and opportunities in your journey coming um, thank you all for listening and uh, keep on following us thank you. thank you so much have a great day and thank you for uh, hosting me <laughs> you're welcome thank you everyone <laughs> Ciao. bye bye